It's an interesting little side note about this place. Yeah. So I was I was coming in and coming in, and a lot of skateboarders obviously live in this neighborhood. Yeah. It's a big skate town. Yeah. Um, but I'd come in and I'd see Jeff Rowley. Oh, really? Right? He'd be sitting here, and I'd say, hey, Jeff, what's going on? You know? I'd sit and have coffee with him and bullshit. Turns out he lives like two blocks from me. He's right over here. But okay. anyway, he was coming in here all the time. And my wife knew one of the girls that worked behind the counter okay. and that worked here, you know, pretty well. Talked to her. Her name was Sabrina. Okay. Well, come to find out, Jeff was coming over here because he liked her. Oh, that's right? awesome. Right? He was like what perfect uh, lurking, right? Serendipity right there. Ended up marrying her and what? they have two kids. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah, they met so right killer. here. Yeah, wow. it's kind of a trip. That is a trip. How's the levels it. there? That's perfect. So, like, you know, I... Uh, Are we on? Are we going? Yeah, and it's, it's okay. no intro, it's no music, it's just like a thing, we just okay. talk. You know, I um, took this class and I I took a photograph with a 4x5, and you made a 4x5 negative, and had to take a bunch of shots so I could get the proper density on that negative. And then um, they took Bristol paper, and I took Bristol paper in a dark room, had these beautiful brown bottles of goo and... I had paint brushes from Home Depot and I dipped them in the goo and I put it on this Bristol and I took a hairdryer and it curled up like a potato chip and, and I got it flat again and then I had like a print frame of the kind you make, uh, you know, proof sheets with. Sure. And I put that paper that I had put that chemical on and I put that 4x5 negative on there and put the glass on top and I went outside, I set it down and it had to be sunny, no, not like this. Sure, sure. You know? I waited for like 30 minutes, and um, and then I, uh, you know, brought it in. I put it under, I think maybe just water. And then there's another tray of maybe it was either iodine or or uh, that stuff you put on your cuts and it bubbles. One of the some kind of chemical peroxide maybe. Yeah. peroxide. Yeah. And then the thing turned blue, and it was like a, just a fucking revelation, like like a cyanotype. That's what it was. And, yeah. and and I was just like, I only want to do this. Like why I fucking, yeah. you know. It was frustrating because I just love that and like, what do you think of that kind of thing? Oh, I think it's I think it's great. All, all you know, alternative processes and all that. I mean, that's always inspiring because once you reach the point where you have a fairly good control over making your images, yeah. there's always the danger of getting stagnant or or. or or I mean, I find that in in some of my skateboarding photography, okay. where where I. I sometimes feel like I'm taking the same picture over and over. So I gotta find some inspiration somewhere. And one way to do that is to bring an alternate process to it. Interesting. You know? Um, and then, like the interesting thing there is that you can then, once you bring in some type of alternate process, whether it's, you know, cyanotype or whatever it is, then maybe combine that with an additional alternate process. Like, for example, okay. uh, back when we had Polaroid. I was doing Polaroid transfers. Okay. But I've heard of that. What is that? Polaroid transfer was, you know, they had, you know, usually you would do it with a four by five Polaroid, and if you if you you would expose the Polaroid, and then you'd peel it a little bit early. Yes. And then you would you would actually take a piece of uh, of a heavy heavyweight paper and put that put the negative side That's of right. the Polaroid on the paper, I've heard of this, yeah. roll it, and, yeah. and it would like. It, it would it would transfer the image, you know, rather than transferring the image to a piece of film, Polaroid yeah. film, you would it would transfer it to the paper. Okay. And it would give you kind of a textured look. Sometimes, sometimes it would be very very clear, yeah. very sharp. Sometimes, depending on the paper mm -hmm. and all of that. Well, 
I was doing a lot of that, and then I started messing around. I got a, a Polaroid slide printer mm -hmm. and started trying black and white Polaroid transfers. Right, right. Because that was kind of a next. So they made like a, a they made a, a, a positive film, Scala, it was called. Okay. It was a black and white transparency film. So okay. it was a black and white slide. Okay. You put that in the machine, it would project it onto the Polaroid, and then oh, so killer. in other oh words, my so, God. Oh and then and then I would filter it. So it would be, be so it, I was making sepia colored Polaroid transfers. So it's just taking the process to another, adding another different Step level to, to it. it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. What but, made you think of that? Oh, I don't know, just playing around. I've always dabbled in weird stuff, you know? Like, I used to I used to mount, uh, uh, it's funny because this is so much, so long ago, so long mm -hmm. before any kind of Photoshop or any, yeah. I mean, we're talking, you know, 20, 25 years ago, yeah. whatever. But like I would mount dry mount tissue. Yes. You know, dry mount tissue, course, you know, you know yeah. but the real thin, like almost, it's almost like rice paper. Yes, it does. Very, very like thin. Yeah. Well, I would put that inside my film holder, okay. 4x5, okay. and actually expose through it. And that Ooh. would give you a texture on your on your image, like almost, not quite tapestry, but, you know, now it's a, it's a button away, you know, on Photoshop. <laughs> but I mean, but, you know, if you were trying to do something different or experimenting, is, we're always doing weird I stuff. I got to hear about this now, so, now, because I'm slow, I'm slow, and people listening might... So you literally took dry mount tissue, and and it's literally on the. It's on, on the film it's, plane. It's on, on the film. film plate, right? Yeah, it's you would close. mount it. You would mount it actually inside the four x five film holder, on top of the film. Mm -hmm. So you know you were exposing through it, and mm -hmm. so it would transfer the texture of that onto the film. Oh my god. You know, and of course, there's all the kinds of trial and error. Take, have to figure out exposures yeah. and all that, because you know. And so, obviously, that would give you what a more painterly look, or totally, okay. yeah, that's exactly what it was. Okay. You'd get this textured kind of wow. kind of feel to it. You know, wow. who knew that this conversation would start with that? Yeah. <laughs> My God, dude, you're killing me. You're killing me. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I really, I've, I've done some fun stuff. I've been really fortunate, I, and I like. I get all weird with my cameras. I've built cameras, and mm -hmm. for a long time, I was really into shooting uh, diptychs and uh, triptychs and that kind of thing. So I've had all kinds of cameras. What does that mean, diptychs and triptychs? Well, like a diptych could be like I take a like well half frame, like a half frame camera. Yeah. Okay, so like a half frame camera gives you half a normal. Exp uh, mm -hmm. Let's let's take a half frame 35 millimeter. Yep. Basically, it's cutting a 35 millimeter frame mm -hmm. in half mm -hmm. so that it's a vertical, you know, it's so a vertical. So you get that like, orientation also you get more film up. Yeah, shots, yeah, basically you get 72 yeah. on a 36 roll. Uh -huh. But what I would like to do is treat those two images as one. And then you print that up so you have these two images that are next to each other. Mm -hmm. And they either relate or they're completely different. That's and when you frame them together, it takes on a whole other, Interesting. you know, you're saying something entirely different. But it was a lot of fun to shoot portraits that way. Like I might come in close on your face for yeah. one frame and then pull back and show your whole body on the next. And that would be the single print. Those two shots would be... Yeah, they become one. And a triptych is adding just one more. It's three. Okay. So diptychs or triptychs. Okay. But I got really into that. But at the time, when I was shooting film, I did have, they make half frame 35, you know, Olympus... Mm -hmm. Pan-Fs, whatever. They okay. make, there's a lot of half-frame cameras that okay. were made for the reason you mentioned, for the economics of it, having okay. more frames. Get more shots. Um, but I modified a Nikon body to do half-frame. Still have it. Mm -hmm. um, but I was never really a 35-millimeter film guy. Yeah. You know, I mean, I wanted, Why is that? Well, I just... 
it was okay when I was in school, and, and you know, but that's what journalism was used. You know, journalists used that yes. or that kind of thing. You know, I was trying, I was commercial and doing commercial oh. stuff. So it was medium format, large format. Large format. You know, eight by ten. I shot eight by ten for a lot of years. Yeah. But um, so trying to get that diptych feel, that that process into a medium format or or or, or a, a, a large format was kind of a challenge. So. Mm -hmm. It's funny we're talking about that because I just recently mm -hmm. brought back, I'm working on a project and again, going full circle to what we were talking about, yeah. trying to find some inspiration. I've been shooting skate photos and stuff on a four by five camera that's modified you told me about this with a sliding time. back. Oh man. And I'm and it's and so I'm getting I'm getting diptychs on four by five. Oh film. man. Oh okay. how? How are you how are Well you? it's it's Again, they made this, I found this thing, and I mean, it was new to me back when I discovered it, but apparently the old press photographers mm -hmm. that would use the old Graflex 4x5 yes, cameras. wonderful, yeah. Um, you know, one of the problems was carrying around all these 4x5 film holders, sure. right? They're heavy. So for economics, they created a back where you could slide in the back and it would only expose Half of the four by five. So, so, so basically, you get you could make two exposures on a single sheet. Yeah. It's just a sliding back. So basically, I took that back, mm -hmm. modified it so it fits on my modern camera, mm -hmm. to a Toyo field camera, let's yeah. say, and that's what I've been using. And I mean, I, I before the digital thing, I, I was using that quite a bit for for portraits and and mm -hmm. you know just not so much commercial work, but just you know uh, mm -hmm. my art, Your if own you will. Stuff. Yes. Yeah. And now I've been trying to bring it back and do, uh, start using it in my skate photography stuff yes. as a different, just something different. You know, the, the problem with it, I shouldn't say the problem, but the interesting thing about it is all of this stuff that all of those old film things that I used yeah. to mess with are literally buttons away on Photoshop. You know, I mean, you could take two images and put them together to, to, to create one. But, you know, but, yeah, but, but they're different. It is different. There's some yeah. serendipity to it. There's some. I mean, if I shoot this person with yeah. with Cam, you're talking about, they're gonna do different things as opposed to shooting one, advancing film shooting another. Yeah, it, it, it's it's, and and there's also, there's something about the process. Yeah. Even if it's even you know you you bring out a camera like that, and all of a sudden it sets a different mood. It's a different. Yes. You know, yes. here's a, here's an interesting story. I was an assistant, but I worked for a guy. We were doing a, a, a an article. I think it was it. It was Variety, okay. either for Variety or In Style, one of the magazines. Yeah. Well, they sent us to go photograph Robert Urich, right? Who's passed away? He's, he's been. I've heard that name in a long time. Yeah. yeah. Well, so they sent us out to photograph Robert Urich, and they sent us out to uh, uh, Snow Valley or something. Uh -huh. His yeah. winter. I mean, beautifully. He had this lodge, and there wow. was snow and everything. Mm. Well, when we got there, he was like, wasn't into it. Like we, he was, a, he was actually annoyed that we were there. Been to those shoots. You know what I mean? He was <laughs> yeah. like, all right, what do you guys want? You know. And we had to spend the whole day with this guy. Yeah. And he was just like, you know, not feeling. <laughs> Never it. warmed up. Well. I had, I'd brought with me, I'd been playing with a, 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 a Nikon R10 Super 8 camera, which was at the time a super, pretty high-end mm -hmm. Super 8 camera, mm -hmm. and it shot single frames, oh. right, for, for animation. Oh, but okay. it had a flash sync. So I was actually shooting a bunch of stills and printing them together in multi-frames, just like a diptych, 
You know, I was oh, I, I would blow up killer. I'd wow. blow up like five or six frames of yeah. this thing. Well, the minute I busted that camera out, he sparked up. He said, "What do you got there? What are you doing?" <laughs> right? And the photographer's like. What's yeah, going on, Ray? <laughs> what are you doing, you know? And I said, oh, yeah. So I started talking to him about this, yeah. and his whole attitude turned around. Next thing I know, he was into it. We were like, we, he invited us. We sat and ate with him. Oh, and thank you. I'm sorry to, we're just talking. You know, we got, we got to hang out. And I was, was going to interrupt you with this. And he was <laughs> and he was super cool about it. Yeah. So so sometimes, you know, bringing it broke, in that. It broke the ice. Totally, totally. Yeah. It was just because it was an oddball process. Right. You know, sometimes. So you've been doing that. You were doing that back then when Yurik was alive. You've been doing that. You've been screwing with stuff forever. I mean. Quite a while, yeah. 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 I mean, well, I mean, just so, just to put it out there, I've, I started thinking about it the other day. I have made my living. I have, the only job I've had has been in photography for 30 years. Wow. You know, I've been really, really fortunate. It's very rare. I mean, you know, I've worked for photographers, I've known many, and that's a very rare thing. Yeah, I've been very, very lucky. Hasn't been easy. You know, no, no, I'm, no, not, no. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not rich in the pocket, but I'm rich in experience. Right. You know, right. and yeah. to me, that's you even wouldn't have better. had it any other way, would you? No, no, I wouldn't change it. Wouldn't change a thing. Nah. I mean, if anything, I, I mean, I wouldn't go out of photography. One thing I do kind of wish I would have done is. I think I should have made the move into being a, my own photographer, you know, my own having my own business okay. sooner. Because okay. I stuck in studios. I worked at a lot of studios for a lot of years. Okay. Way beyond the learning process. Mm -hmm. You know, I started getting hired because of my technical knowledge. Yes. You know, and there was plenty of times when I'd be on a shoot, and I'd hate to say it, but I'd know more than the guy I was working for. But isn't that kind of common? It is. It yeah. is. You know. Yeah. Um, but you know, but when you reach that point, you got to start asking yourself, well, what am I doing? You know, I mean, I should be doing this. Right. And it's a scary thing. I mean, I had so many friends who tried to make that jump, and they didn't make it. You know, they couldn't survive or whatever. But uh, it you takes know. something, though. I mean, you must have a knock on wood because I've been really fortunate. Yes. I mean. You must have good business sense because I feel like that's one of the biggest parts of that, you know. Oh, and that's what they don't teach you. Yeah, you know? right. The funny, the funny thing is, uh, you know, I took photography in high school, uh, junior year, I think. Mm -hmm. I think it was junior year. Mm -hmm. And, like, the photography, I did good in school. I didn't have to study very hard, but I did real pretty well. Um, but took a photography class. Junior, my junior year, mm -hmm. and the class was right after lunch. Okay. And I never went, and I got an F. It's the only F I've ever gotten in my whole life, and it was in photography. <laughs> that classic. Well, um, why did you not go? Were you like ditching school? Ditching school. Or, oh, oh, me yeah. too. Oh, yeah. You know, it was, we'd go off campus for lunch. Oh, you want to go back? Nah. Let's go skate, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I was just talking to, I went to high school with John Stamos, and he was talking about how he was proud of all the kids who uh, stood up for the whole getting shot at school thing. And, yeah. And I said, well, you know, John, I said, you and I, we, we, we did many walkouts. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> he was a walkout. Just like you said, at lunch. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I wondered how you were going to do that, because you told me about that at the girls' combi, about how you're using a, was it a medium format, or using or using an 8x10 for your skate uh, It's It's 4x5. Okay, 4x5, so... Um, I do use, I do I do have a medium format camera. Yeah. 
it shoots six four five. Okay. And the way that the that the film moves through the camera, it gives you one frame, you know, because of the format. So I can use that as a diptych too, just right. normal. Right. It's a rangefinder, and it, it mm -hmm. I love it. It's kind of like a Mamiya. It, it's a Bronica six four five RF. I like those Bronicas. Yeah. I love that camera. But um, so if it's something. You know the four x five slow, so right. sometimes if I want it to go a little quicker, I'll, I'll do I'll use the the Bronica. But right, I took a um, just an old Holga once, and I I was doing I was really getting into the playing with the Holga and making pictures, and and it wasn't really great. It didn't have good leakage, and just you know yeah. how that goes. You have to get a like you get like. So what I began to do, and I just would just click it like say three clicks and take a shot and. Click it like two clicks and then just. Oh, so it's just overlap. Yeah, yeah and so I get this, multiple like, exposures. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's kind of a neat serendipitous thing, sure, you know. And, sure. Um, uh, sure. You know, developing it all myself and. and uh, I like some of that unexpected, you know, happy accident sometimes, yes. you know? It's like, I, I, I bought a, 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 I love this little camera. I haven't, I should, I should dust it off and feed it mm -hmm. some film, but mm -hmm. uh, I got a Viewmaster camera. Yes. Yeah. You know, the, I know what but, that is. You know, the, the one that they sold so you can make your own reels. Yes. You know, and it, and it exposes the A side, and then you mm -hmm. flip the switch to B, and then it right. exposes the bottom piece of film. That's so well, killer. I, I would shoot, uh, you know, Ektachrome 100 yeah. slide film on that thing. Yeah. Process it. Tell the lab, don't, you know, don't cut it. Mm -hmm. And then I would take just a strip of eight or, or 12 of those little images, like a panoramic. Mm -hmm. And it was weird because if you did like a theme, they would kind of relate or whatever. Like I remember, I, I was in San Francisco for a while, and I. Just walk through Chinatown and right. shot just blah 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 blah, right. and then I'd have all these little images that would relate. And it was kind of cool. You could tell a story in one photo, like that's a, so a, a whole, you know, that's so thing. killer. But again, all serendipity, you know, it's all right. just whatever. Right. I mean, yeah, it's, it yeah. excites me that you do that because I've I've seen your photography for many years and always admired it. Thank you. But I didn't get to see that part. I didn't get to see that side because you have a, an amazing control over what you do. I, I just recently started leaking, sharing some of that stuff. Mm -hmm. You the know, nerdier. mostly in, in, in my social media, let's mm -hmm. say, you know, because um, it's been so skate-centric. And the funny part about it is, is that I, I put that stuff out there, I don't watch my numbers drop. You know, it's like, I know, people, of course. Some, some people just, they aren't into it, but that's okay, right. you know? Um, the whole social media thing's so bizarre to me right now, anyway. Wait, tell, me, tell me about that. What is it, what is it to be... A photographer in the day of social media. How did that? Because I, I, I asked Stamos, you know, you were famous before the internet, and then you were famous during the internet. Yeah. What changed with fame in the internet? If you're a famous person, so like, how about well, photography? You know, what changed? You know, for me, for me, it's, you know, in skateboarding, as far as the skateboarding part of it, you know, we started early on as part of Concrete Disciples. Yes. And that was like. At the time, it was one. It was one of the largest, like a big central website yeah. for you know website thing in the world. We we could never we could never monetize it. We could never make any money. And we worked at it and worked at it. We tried to sell ads, and it's never really worked. And then I tried uh, I tried to do it. I did an app magazine. Okay, you know, a full, I remember that full interactive app magazine. It was well received, but it didn't really take off. So as far as monetary wise, I haven't been able to really monetize it, except. It has gotten me to my ambassadorship with Pelican. See, I'm a, I'm a Pelican ambassador, or, or Pelican what Pro. What Basically what that means is they sponsor me. They, okay. give, me, they, they give me X amount of product, okay. and I endorse their products, right. and I have to do that through my social media channels. Oh, okay. Um, That's a part of an obligation. Yes, there's okay. a contract there. Okay. Um, 
But as a photographer, I'm really fortunate because, oh my God, I mean, think about how many photographers that are out there that would want to do that. I mean, Pelican Absolutely. products, almost every photographer I know has a Pelican case. Right. You know, I mean, they're really it great products. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I'm really fortunate that I was able to slip into that. And I kind of did it in a roundabout way because I also shoot for them commercially. Right. And, and, right. and when they saw that I had this audience for skateboarding, they thought, huh, you could be an influencer. You know, we, you know, there's mm -hmm. plenty of skate photographers that might want our products. Of course, there, I'm sure many people bought those products because of you. Maybe, yeah. you know, that's 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 the hope. But so that is that's the only real example that I can literally pinpoint where I was able to monetize my social media presence. Mm -hmm. Now I've got work, sure, here and there. Mm -hmm. Certainly within skateboarding, it's become. I don't even have a website. Right. My website's now basically Instagram. Right. You know what I mean? And I just put my my photos up there, and I might get a call from some company that, hey, can you shoot this or whatever? Yeah, you know, I mean, there's some of that, but yeah. you know, I I don't know. It's it's interesting. I just had a conversation with um, with uh, Grant, Greg, Grant Britton. Yeah. Oh, Grant. We were, yeah. Yeah. And we were talking about you know you know how how things have changed and how difficult you know it really is to especially within the skateboarding world yeah. and you know it, it just made me think that honestly even like you know within photography because of social media and the digital age yeah these are exciting times this is like the most amazing time One to be a photographer ever to, yeah. to be a photographer yes, and be involved in photography yes but at the same time it's also for a lot of people the worst time because now competitively for as a as a as a as a vocation, your competition is huge. I know. Because now everybody can be a photographer. Right. You know, it's simple. It's not simple, but I mean, it's much easier with automated whatever. Yep. Um, and to be a photographer back in the day, and I say back in the day, meaning before digital. Yes. There was quite a price to pay. I mean, sure. it cost quite a bit of money to the learning curve to 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 make the mistakes, expose the film, yes. to learn all that stuff. Yep. So, and that it's not that way anymore. Right. So, for the old for the old generations, the older guys that come up from film and all that, it's tougher. But at the same time, if you're able to look at it and just go, wow, it's so easy to create now. What a fascinating, wonderful thing. You right. know, I mean, it's right. awesome. Right. Um, but anyway, back to your original question there. As far as the social media thing and how it's, you know, it's it's to me it's 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 a love-hate relationship. <laughs> I love the idea that I can put a photo out there and share it with my friends sure. and, and there's a following and, and yeah. all of that. Um, but at the same time, I feel all the time I feel like I'm just throwing it away. You are. I mean, because I look at one of your photos and I'll see just like today. I don't know. I look at your thing every day, but whatever. Say you put a skate shot. It's just in some backyard pool. Yeah. I mean, you could. I would pay if I was somebody making an ad. I'd give you. Three hundred yeah. to sixteen hundred dollars for that image, that one image. I mean, or, or more, you know. And, and every he, day you have that up there, so you're giving away like oh, I know. thousands of dollars <laughs> I know. worth of. But here's the thing. Yeah. The, the problem is, is that now, how many real advertising print outlets are there? There's only. I know. There's not even. There's not even half a dozen magazines out there right now that pay for print ads. I know. And the way the. The, the social media has been set up. It's the Wild West. I finally gave up trying to fight companies and track them down for reposting my stuff. And I finally yeah. just gave up because yeah. it's it just became, it's it's just the way it is. I throw a picture up there 
and it immediately gets reposted by some company that that, that the kid rides for. Whatever, that's fine. But it, that isn't fine because well, they're, they're making money on that. Exactly, exactly. But for me to like live with it, to be yeah. okay with it, I've come to the, to the conclusion that it, I work it this way. If you're a company that has hired me in the past, that we have a working relationship, and you want to repost one of my photos of one of your riders, cool, no problem. Okay. Please give me photo credit. That's a freebie. Admit, admit, that is a freebie. It's a freebie. Okay. But if you're a company that I have been trying to work with and you have not given me any opportunity, and, then, you're, using my and you're using my stuff, <laughs> not good. You know, that does not sit well with me. Of course. So, yeah, you know, like I said. But that's very generous, Ray, because even the companies that you've used, if they're using stuff for free, they're not giving you some of that. But how do you, it, but that's the thing. It's like, so how, I don't, I don't know what the solution is because how do you, you know, put a price on the social media part of it? Like, you know, a photo on Instagram, how much is that worth? It's worth a lot to a company because... Oh, I know that, but I mean, they're, yeah. but they're not... But to you but or to... To them, it, but it's worth a lot, yeah. but at the same time, they're so used to not paying for it. That's that, that culture. You know, you know, That's that culture. I, I, you know what? I'll, I'll go on record here. So I'll tell you a story. I, I got approached by Monster... Okay, Monster Energy Drink. Right. Uh, Big company. Sorry, Monster, <laughs> but they approached me to use a photo. Okay. Uh, they wanted to repost a photo. Okay. Um, and I said, well, you know, all right. Uh, and before I could, before they could post it, they sent me a contract that I was supposed to sign and fill out. And I would imagine that some kid that that gets approached by Monster would be just like, oh yeah, rad. I'm sure. going to put Wouldn't it on Monster. It, yeah, what? didn't even read it. Well, I read through this contract, and basically, I was giving them entire rights to this image mm -hmm. to do with whatever they wanted, print, whatever. After you're dead. And yeah. and we're talking for nothing. Right. I mean, for nothing. Right. Literally nothing? For zero. And, and... They, want, they requested that I took my watermark off of it. I'm wow. like, oh, man, sorry, I'm not interested. Wow. I can't do that. Wow. I can't do that. I have a similar story. I, maybe a year, two years ago, I got an email from NBC. They had found a photograph of somebody I had shot, and they're going to have her on the TV show, and they wanted to use the photograph. You know, I said, okay, well, let's, let's see what we can do about that. You know, and so we talked, and... And long story short, you know, they didn't want to pay nothing. I made them pay. Oh, yeah. Um, but here's a, and this is a weird insight into this, is ultimately they paid me some money. It wasn't a lot of money. I mean, it was less than a good sushi dinner. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and it cost me a lot of money to make that photo. And, and then they literally took my photo off of the web and they put it on the TV show, big TV show on NBC, yeah. um, with my watermark. So they didn't even care about the quality of it either. Yeah. So that, yeah. And, then, and then so that the people think, well, that's the way Ken shoots, like this JPEG. Yeah, that's the, and then, and you know what? That's the other part of the internet that's kind of screwy. I, oh, it it tweaks me to no end when somebody will repost my photo and they'll mess with it. They'll put a filter on <laughs> yeah. it or they'll do something. You know, my name's still on it. It looks like crap. And I'm like, what are you people doing? Think you did that. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> um, but I've had I've had skate companies take my take a photo off of Instagram and actually use it for an ad. You know, 72 DPI, three megapixel file, whatever it was, you know, and there it is on the mag. It's all crap, you know. In never asked me, in never paid me, nothing, wow. you know. And there it is on the back of Concrete no credit, Wave. Nothing. 
You know, or, or yeah. Or, well, the, no, my my photo, like my oh, regular, that. my little oh, watermark all, would be like on there, shit. but yeah. yeah, and it's like, yeah. and that's even worse. I'd almost it's, wish my name wasn't right. on Who it. Who cares about the money if it comes? To, yeah, you know? your reputation. No, no pay. No, anyway, it's a weird one. So there's some. There has to be something someday that they're going to have to figure out, because the thing about it, I believe that they could technically figure a way to actually pay everybody that gets their. Uh, copyright stuff in French because hey listen it's a computer I mean they have face recognition they have yeah I mean they yeah. know when if I put on like a song from some you know popular band well but don't you think don't you think I mean who's going to develop that the, the companies they're the ones that, that gets their uh copyright stuff in French because hey listen it's a computer I mean they have face recognition they have yeah I mean they know when if I put on like a song from some you know popular band well but don't you think don't you think I mean who's going to develop that the companies, they're the ones that have the money. Yes. You know, they're yes. not, and that's not in their best interest. No, and, you know? and, and, and it's neither for Facebook or Instagram yeah, either. It's they not love in their the, best interest. They love that flow yeah, of, totally. they don't totally. care about our rights. Yeah, so I, I don't know. It's a, it's a slippery slope. I think it, it's, you know. I, I, I was just going to say, I, I mean, to be honest, I, I've, I've said this before. I, I just re-signed. I'm on my third year now with Pelican as an ambassador. Okay. Um, and it's been great. I, I love the company, and they treat me well, and. The great products and everything else. I can't. I can't say enough about them. That's right. great. Um, but that being said, yeah. they signed me in January, and and I wasn't sure if they were going to re-sign me because there's been some things going on, companies growing and doing stuff. Okay. So I wasn't sure if I was going to get re-signed or not. And had they not re-signed me, oh man, I would be backing off heavily on my on my social media. Okay. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't do near as much mm -hmm. because quite honestly it's throwing it away it really is it is don't you it think? really is i mean it took you it, a lot to go shoot a shot oh yeah something yeah. in the backyard or whatever interestingly enough um i've been kicking around this idea and i'll throw it out there sometimes i hate to throw the ideas out there because they because then they, they float off away right you know that's true but but i i think i'm going to try to do some zines uh, you know i mean wow that's killer i, I think i want to try to do some zines i've actually never done zine I've right. done books. Of all the things you've done, you've never done. Zines. I've never really put together a zine, mm. and so I thought, you know what? Why not? And 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 it really got inspired. Uh, inspired me was a, a this kid. I say kid. He's a young guy, but um, he's been cranking them out, and he's got you know he's got a hookup on a printer, a guy that prints. Yep. And so I'm going to try to test the waters and see what what happens. Like I've seen Grant do his, and we were talking about zines the other. You just mentioned I talked to him the other day. Yeah. And we're talking about zines and. And you know, it's not—it's not about money, no. but it's about having. It, 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 